Hey there, welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me today. In case we're new friends, my name is Denise Alvarez, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I help horse business owners like you create and implement effective website marketing strategies, whether it's through design, refreshes, email marketing, all of those things. My goal is to help you build a sustainable horse business so that you can be out in the barn doing more of what you love to do. And I know not everybody loves or gets excited about marketing, and that's totally understandable, which is exactly why I created this podcast, because I love to give you some step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos, because I want you to see what's possible for your horse business when you use marketing well, but I also love to guide you through that process to help you to make it happen. And one of the areas that lots of horse business owners get stuck in when it comes to marketing is figuring out how to make their social media and website actually work to help grow their business. I hear it all the time. And I really believe that email marketing is the key to that. Here's the thing. You don't own social media, and I love it. I think it's a great tool. I've made lots of connections there, and I'm sure that you have too. It really shouldn't be the only means that you have to communicate with the people who are interested in what you have to offer. And your website is a great tool for discovery, and I believe that you should have one and do it well. But where do they go on their website if they're not ready to buy it? How do you keep that conversation going? That, my friends, is where email marketing comes in. And because I know that this is a sticking point for lots of horse business owners, I've dedicated two episodes to sharing some practical tips and strategies to make email marketing doable for your horse business. Now, if you haven't listened to the first four tips, you'll definitely want to hear those in part one. So after you listen to this episode, jump on over to stormlily.com slash 20 Or if you're listening on your podcast player, just go to episode number 20, and you'll be able to hear those first four tips there. But today, we are talking about tips number five through eight that are going to help make email marketing doable for you and your horse business. All right, so let's jump in and get started. Tip number five is to schedule your emails ahead of time. Now, especially for my equine friends who say they don't have time for email marketing, this one is a big no-brainer for you. Now, in episode 20, I told you about the email service providers, and this is another one of those benefits to using those. You can build and schedule your emails ahead of time. So if you have a weekly email, then maybe you take an hour or so and schedule emails for a month at a time. Or if your emails are timely and you don't know your content ahead of time, then maybe it's something that you do on a weekly basis but you have it scheduled in your calendar and you do it at the same time every week and you schedule that email that's gonna go out the same time every week. When you have a schedule, you'll be more likely to actually stick to doing it, which means you're sending emails on a regular or consistent basis, whatever that looks like for you, but you're staying in touch. Now, in terms of when you should actually schedule those to go out and be delivered, there have been lots of studies done to research the best times to send emails and even the best days. They look at the open rates, meaning exactly that. They look at the rate of people that are opening the emails that are being sent specifically so they can see when the most emails are being opened. Now, generally speaking, the first thing in the morning gets pretty good open rates, followed by emails that are sent over the lunch hour. And typically, the later you get into the day, the lower your open rates tend to be. 
Now, again, these are general terms, so you can always test to see what works best with your own audience. Now, in terms of the days of the week, generally speaking, Tuesdays are going to get the most opens. So if you have nothing else to consider except, well, I wonder which day will get better open rates, your starting point would be a Tuesday. Try that out. But most people have other things to consider. For example, on my emails, I send out a weekly email on Thursday. Why? Because my new podcast episode always comes out on Wednesday, and I like to give my email friends a heads up that a new episode has just been released and what we're talking about on the podcast. So when it comes to your business, look at the open rates and also look at work what works best for you and your team. But the key here is to remember that you can write these ahead of time and then schedule them, and then they'll be sent out whenever it is you want it to go out. Okay, let's look at tip number six, and that is to personalize your emails when possible. The other great thing about using an email service provider is that you can include a personalized line or introduction, meaning instead of just saying, hey there, because you're having to send it to a bunch of people at once and you can't put a name, your emails can actually say, hey Denise, or hey Jennifer, hey Ben, you get the idea. There are a couple of reasons that you would want to do this. First of all, people love to see their name in writing. It's just how we're wired. Something about getting an email that has your name at the top makes you more prone to keep reading. Secondly, those Gmails and Outlooks of the world that we keep talking about, they take note when it's personalized, and they're going to be a little more likely to put you into someone's inbox instead of the spam folder if you make it sound like it's coming from a real person rather than some spam bot. Personalization helps you to do that. And it's also a good idea to use the first name and other places inside of the email if it sounds natural. For example, at the end of an email, you might say something like, thanks so much for hanging out with me this week, Jennifer. It's casual, it's natural, and it's personal. And that's always a good thing, right? Okay, let's look at tip number seven. That is to use GIFs to have a little fun and break up the words in your email. GIFs or GIFs, whatever you tend to call them, are a great way to add a little fun to your emails. I'm sure you've seen them all over social media. They usually bring a smile to your face and even a point of connection. Oftentimes you see them as a meme of some sort. Now, for example, when somebody shares a gift from the show Friends that I happen to love, I can't help but like it and want to engage with it and at least smile a little, right? So these are really easy to use. There's a website called Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y.com, and you can grab them for free there. You can search for the one that fits the topic, idea, or emotion of what it is you're talking about in your email. Now, don't go crazy with these, though. I would say just use one per email. Keep it, you know, simple and fun. And having fun is a really great way for you to keep your emails feeling personable, like we talked about before, and less businessy. Because here's the thing, even though you are a business, we know that people buy from people. So the more that you can be human in your emails, the better. We are at our final tip. And this one goes really well with tip number seven. And we're talking about the content of your emails. And I want you to consider using pictures or buttons to help break up your text. 
Now, the good thing about using pictures, especially in the equine world, is that we love horse pictures, right? Everybody loves them. If you go to social media and look at what everyone's posting, that's what it is, and you don't get tired of it because you love horses. So just like we talked about, though, in episode number 20 about using links and how we don't want too many of those in one email, honestly, I wouldn't advise putting a whole bunch of pictures in one email either, even though we know everybody loves them. Because here's the thing, you want them to know where the call to action is. You want them to know where to go to find that more information. So for example, if you're highlighting some stallions from your breeding barn, then definitely include some pictures, but then use that call to action that we talked about to get them to go to your website or even to your Facebook page if that's where you post what is available or for those that you're trying to sell maybe. I get that, but think about what you want them to do, what action you want them to take. And this is where buttons can also be really good because it helps them to know very clearly what action that you want them to take. And those email service providers that I keep talking about, they make it very easy for you to add a button into your emails. So the key here in this tip is to consider using pictures and buttons to break up your text and make your email easy to consume. Okay, my friends, you did it. Those are your final four tips to help make email marketing doable. Now, I've got a quick bonus tip for you as well, and that is for you to keep a plan in place. Now, usually for my email marketing clients, we will work off of an editorial calendar that helps us to lay out the events that they will be at or the promotions they may have coming up, and it also helps us to identify the topic for the email and the date that it will go out. So you can include those things on your editorial calendar. Now, if you want some help with that, I hope you will stay tuned because next week I'm going to tell you about a brand new online course that I'm putting together that's going to help you specifically with these strategies in your email marketing. So stay tuned for that. But for now, I want to know, have you signed up to join my free five-day equestrian marketing challenge? I know, friends, that online marketing is often put to the back burner because many of you just don't feel like you have time for it. And when you do have a moment, you may not really be sure how to best spend it when it comes to marketing because it seems like there's so many things that you could be doing. So that's why I hope that you will join me and your fellow equestrian business owners for this free five-day challenge that starts March first. In just five days, we're going to put together your online marketing plan and having a plan in place is half the battle, right? Think of it as a cult starting clinic for your business. We are going to get your marketing done from groundwork to show ring. So that means at the end of the week, you will know the audience that you're targeting. You'll know how to connect with them using social media. You'll know how to use your website to help build your business and how to build your email list with an awesome freebie. Now, with all of these things complete, you're going to know where you should be spending your time so that you get the most return from your marketing. The challenge, like I said, starts March 1st, and it's March 1st through 5th, and I will be sharing some powerful live teaching lessons each day, so you'll want to sign up and be sure that you get those, as well as your invite to the private Facebook group, because that's where I'll be teaching. So head on over to stormlily.com slash challenge and get signed up to join us today. Okay, now remember, you can find a summary of today's episode over on the podcast show notes at stormlily.com slash 21 for episode number 21. And of course, I'll include a link there for our free five-day challenge as well. And to Mailer Light, which I told you about a little bit in episode 20, but I'll include that here for you as well. It's my favorite service provider for emails right now for horse businesses. Super simple and easy for you to use. 
Now, just a quick note for my friends now on Facebook. If you want to join the challenge, please do. I'll be teaching live inside of the Facebook group, but I will be sending daily emails. And so you will still see what I'm teaching on. You'll still get the worksheet of the day so that you can get those strategies to implement in your marketing. So please don't let us stop you if you're not on Facebook. Okay. Now, as always, if you have any questions, please do reach out. I'd love to hear from you, whether you send me a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook or shoot me an email. I love to hear from you all and let me know what's helping you in the podcast and let me know what you still need help with, because that'll help me to make sure that I create episodes that are the most helpful for you. Now, if you're not subscribed, that is how you know when a new episode is available. So subscribe in your favorite podcast player and also jump onto my email list. And if you go to stormlily.com slash podcast, there's a super simple way for you to sign up so that you'll be the first to know when I release a new podcast episode. Okay, friends, that is all I've got for you today. I'm so grateful you joined me. I hope that these tips were super helpful for you. I'm excited to hear how it helps you in your marketing, and I look forward to connecting with you in the challenge. So until next week, have an awesome day. 